turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Is WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Rich Thomason. Two dozen Florida counties are under a state of emergency as a tropical storm builds strength in the Central Caribbean. Tropical storm Ian. That's certainly going to be a threat to Florida and portions of the Gulf Coast early next week. The National Hurricane Center's John Cangelosi says Ian is expected to bring heavy rains and hurricane-force winds. Another storm, what's left of Hurricane Fiona, is roughing up eastern Canada. Some 500,000 electric customers have been left in the dark. Several homes have been destroyed and roads washed away in parts of New Finland. Police in Moscow and St. Petersburg have had their hands full. They've been rounding up hundreds of demonstrators protesting Russian President Putin's call for reservists to serve in the war in Ukraine. Many men have been trying to flee Russia. This is SRN News. Hugh Hewitt says illegal immigration is everyone's problem. That's what this is all about. Governor Abbott in Chicago sending uh, immigrants on buses. Governor DeSantis in Florida sending immigrants to Martha's Vineyard. It's just putting a line under it that the border is open and it's everybody's problem and it's Joe Biden's problem. The Hugh Hewitt Show, weekday mornings at 5 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Hey, check out a brand new podcast here on the Salem Podcast Network. It's called Sideline Sanity with former NBC Sideline reporter Michelle Tafoya. Listen at SalemPodcastNetwork.com or watch each episode on YouTube. The Narn with Mitch Burke continues next. Your weather today, chance of showers high of 66. Tomorrow, sunny then breezy, high of 68. It's AM 1280, The Patriot. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. <laughs> now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. AM 12A, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. I am Mitch Berg, by the way, the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance, along with uh, the new guy, uh, Jack Tomzak, who's coming up from 3 to 5 here on AM 12A, The Patriot. Brad Carlson tomorrow from noon to 3, uh, no, 1 to 3 on AM 12A, The Patriot. And King Banyan Saturday mornings from 9 to 11 on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman, together where the Northern Alliance, we've been doing this longer than anyone and better than everyone. So tune in every week, every hour, all eight hours of the Narn, every time. We just got around to mentioning the Feeding Our Future scandal that has been getting the highlights that the media will let through at this point. Uh, this is something we need to make sure that people are talking about nonstop between now and the election. By the way, a uh, great friend of this broadcast, Bill Glan, has done more reporting, I think, than the rest of the Twin Cities media put together up until this past week. Uh, he's pointed out a couple things here. He's finished reading all 10 indictments in the Feeding Our Future case. The documents are, and I quote Bill, rich in detail, and they name and connect to other nonprofits beyond Feeding Our Futures Network. Expect more arrests. He puts the total fraud north of $500 million. And Bill says, and I quote, that figure does not include any possible frauds from SNAP, Medicare, child care, personal care assistance, and medical transportation related to individuals already indicted above and beyond. So this would appear to be an early October surprise, except it surprised no one who's been paying attention, which doesn't include the Twin Cities media. So the tentacles of this scandal extend all the way through 
politics in Minnesota, especially in the metro, especially in Minneapolis. And with us to discuss some of those tentacles and why they wound up, good friend of this broadcast and GOP-endorsed candidate for the Minnesota State Senate in District 63, Sean Holster joins us. Sean, welcome to the show. Good afternoon, Mitch. Thank you for having me. Absolutely my pleasure. You perked up right quick on Thursday when you saw the news of the 47, eventually 48 indictments so far on the Feeding Our Future scandal. You were on the horn right away. You said you've got an angle on this. And I figured, I bet you do, Sean. Well, it is is an angle on this. And, okay, I'm going to be a little surprising here. Um, I'm going to come to the defense of my opponent first and in any involvement in this or donors involvement in this there is uh there were about three or four people that sent me an image of uh four donors to uh zainab mohammed's campaign uh that matched up uh with the list of the 28 indicted uh, and doing due diligence myself to her credit i could only find one that actually matched up to uh, campaign finance board records. So, okay. in her defense, there's there's only one, not four. Okay, so, fair enough. <laughs> and, and it's it's good to be it's good to be accurate on these things. But on the other hand, yes, we do have people connected with dirty money who are donating to DFLers all up and down the ticket in Minneapolis. Well, and I'm glad you used the word tendrils. And uh, for the sake of my wife, I, I think I should. Uh, make it abundantly clear here. I would love to be talking about policy today, but we're, we're talking about the, the, the tendrils here and how deeply they, they dive into the DFL. And it's, I am not saying, I, I am going to go through this, this time together, answering questions with more questions, because that's what I come up with in this whole research process. And, not so much as being guilty of anything. I just find it amazing that the pattern that has developed with my opponent being what I am uh, calling scandal adjacent. Yes, it's a good term. For yes, um, without direct involvement. And it just seems like there there are a number of characters that seem to keep popping up in this sphere of activity that um, – is also very scandal adjacent, if not directly indicted or convicted. If we go back to um, the conviction, the grand jury conviction on um, what was it, perjury charges of my opponent's brother. Right. Right. And it's it's the same cast of characters that go back to the Omar Fatah campaign of 2020. Yeah, right. uh, yeah. Omar Fatah, of course, is a, or I think it's Fatah, is a, a Minneapolis, uh, I want to say senator, am I correct? Uh, yes, he is. That also happens to be my opponent's brother-in-law. Okay, yeah. It's it, yeah. The, the connections in the Somali community in Minneapolis go deep and, and are all over the place. Yeah, that's, it's, it's going to be amazing to see all that get mapped out someday. Well, and what I find interesting is the uh, names the names as well as the addresses that seem keep seem uh, they keep popping up and uh one address in south minneapolis in particular that was my opponent my opponent her voter registration address also her brother's residence um her residence and her sister's business address and now residential address of six of her donors so there's it seems like some sort of efl dsa clearinghouse of some sort i don't know it just it just doesn't feel right i if i were some intrepid twin cities journalist that's an angle i might be throwing some question marks around i've often wondered what would happen if the twin cities had some institution perhaps with transmitters and printing presses maybe staffed by a bunch of people who see themselves as monastic high priests of information digging relentlessly for facts and comforting the afflicted and afflicting the comfortable that would look into stories like that and then i just realize i'm just dreaming i don't know where i come up with this stuff sean i i I will have to talk about that someday and and and, and what one would think that there would be an intrepid journalist or two that would look into these things and 
you know, you you look at all the campaign contributions to all the different players, and it's it, it's it's strange how Keith Ellison all roads seem to come back to him. Do tell, explain in, in so many ways through so many different organizations and so many different affiliations. Yep, and this has been this is something that a number of us have been warning about literally for a dozen years now since 2010 when uh, a number of us especially Derek Brigham uh, former great Twin Cities blogger who's left the business long ago actually put together the network of funding organizations that are behind the state DFL and just the 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 way that they shuffle money around between these organizations I mean if I'm not saying they developed a money laundering operation but I'm asking, if they were doing a money laundering operation, how would they do it any differently than they did? Now, that's at the state level. Alliance for Better Minnesota, WinMN, the, the DFL, various uh, financial organizations and fronts that, that push money around at the state level. Minneapolis is a whole nother level of, of shuffling things around. A, a, big, a big game of, uh, what do you call it? You know, I forget the name where you have the three cups and you try and figure out where the, the marble is. This is the shell game. Thank you very much. Or, or a three-card Monty or Monty. Yeah, pick your shell game. Yeah, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a huge shell game. Money gets shuffled around uh, to the point where you, you would have to actually bring forensic accountant in, uh, accountants in to find where the, the trail of any particular stack of bills. And you don't, you, you don't not necessarily want to say it's a money laundering operation. But if it were, it wouldn't be all that terribly different. That's it's what you're finding here. Well, and the the last thing I expected to be spending my free time over the course of the last three days doing was looking over campaign finance reports. Yeah, and um, and this is where I'll say I will make no accusations. I will point no fingers. I am coming out of this experience with more question marks than anything else. So, what are your questions? And, your big questions you have are what, well, John Holster? It's just correlations of addresses, correlations of names, uh, correlations of campaigns staffing um, of different campaigns. And uh, also, all roads lead back to the Democratic Socialists of America as an organization, as a political entity within the city of Minneapolis. I'm starting to feel bad for the average DFL voter because the DFL as an entity is being wholly co-opted by this extreme leftist organization on the city council level. Uh, in the Minnesota House, in the Minnesota Senate. Uh, Omar Fateh is a, a proud Democratic Socialist. My opponent is a proud Democratic Socialist, one of the first endorsements um, on an organizational level, DSA on an individual level, on the uh, city councilwoman from Ward 2. Wow. It's, it's, yeah, sh- it's- if. It, 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 they're brilliant, actually. Yeah. Uh, if, if you wanted to, if you wanted to take over a major political party in a major metropolitan area, the way the DSA has gone about co-opting the DFL, that's how you do it. You know, Sean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm brought up uh, Derek Brigham's excellent diagram of where the money flows to the DFL at a state level. Uh, 12 years ago, for an example, I, I, I think it would be interesting, perhaps after the campaign, although it would be useful during the campaign, quite frankly, if you knew a visual designer, someone with experience in doing impactful graphics, uh, perhaps coming up with a chart that you could circulate around to people that show how this stuff all connects together. I mean, this is, I mean, God knows the Star Tribune is never going to do it. I'm going to have to flip through my Rolodex, but I might have someone that can. um, If you don't know any, I can probably come up with some names for you. But I mean, this is the sort of stuff I, I joked earlier about. If only we had an institution that reported on things. But this is literally, this is literally, this, this is why not having a, Actual, impartial, detached, objective local media it kills democracy. It's ironic. See, watching Amy Klobuchar, the senator from Minnesota, yapping yesterday on social media about how we need to bring the government in to support local news. Like we well, have. This is, this is where I will give a lot of credit to smaller journalistic outlets here in the Twin Cities. Yes. Uh, like uh, Sehan Journal. Minnesota Reformer, yep. um, others that have – they've been reporting on these stories for months. Yes. And defeating our future story in particular for months since, since the spring of this year. 
Yep, they have. And along with our good friend Bill Glan and the folks at Alpha News who have also been uh, doing, putting the shoe leather in on the story. But San Journal in particular uh, has uh, distinguished itself. And, and it's a good thing someone did. Because if we had to wait for the Star Tribune, the Pioneer Press, Channel 4, Channel uh, 11, Channel 9 to cover this stuff without someone mapping the whole thing out for them, uh, it, would, it would never, ever happen. So, Sean Holster, what's the next step in your mind here? What, what, need, what, what do people need to know about what's uh, going on from what you see from your perspective? Do their homework and um, actually look into... Who is on your ballot, be it in 63, 62, 61, any of the five Senate districts in the Twin Cities? And if there is any sort of connection to the DSA or a DSA endorsement, run, run, forest, run. Yes. (laughs) Um, Because it is it is a movement that has taken over the DSL. It is a politically predatory movement yep and um and it preys on the better angels of people's charitable notions in so many ways including the, including and, the charitable I'm, notions I'm not saying the dsa is behind the feeding our future scandal but the, the 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 techniques are the same you know where you're preying upon the idea that you want to feed hungry children yeah give us money yeah oh that seems like a noble cause yep and 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 by the way, it needs to be pointed out that uh, this this DSA movement, uh, which is the the nucleus, the hard core of the progressive movement that dominates Minneapolis politics, uh, is the core of the movement behind which uh, Governor Waltz has to has to cling. Because of course, without the progressives, he is nowhere. Which is why you have Peggy Flanagan, who I think it has be, she may not be connected with Feeding Our Future, but she's certainly connected with that far left leftist progressive cadre that runs politics well, in and, Minneapolis. And on a on a policy level, uh, no matter who gets into office, uh, the the pressure needs to be put on to okay, audit, audit, audit. I've been saying this about any number of public programs and how money is funneled to any number of nonprofit organizations, the machine, as you so aptly referred to it. Okay, let's freeze funding. Let's let's audit. No more, no less. Let's keep it where it's at. But okay, bring the auditors in by the truckload at this point. It's why it is so imperative that Ryan Wilson win the state auditor job because there are so many bodies buried uh, on the Democrats' uh, watch in places like this. Sean Holster, keep us posted on this. Let me know if you have any more developments. We will will free up airtime for you. Sound good? I absolutely will. Uh, Thank you again for having me on this afternoon. Like I said, I wish I had some answers. I wish I could uh, provide clarity. I, for one, just keep coming up with more question marks every day. We'll have to talk about those questions on the air shortly. Sean Holster, thank you very much. Best of luck in the campaign. Talk with you soon. Northern Alliance, AM 12A, The Patriots. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM 1280, The Patriot, at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. We know saving money is great. That's why Standard Heating and Air Conditioning has a sale of up to $2,475 off a new furnace and air conditioner combo. Just in time for the fall snap, Standard Heating has brought back the September triple saving sale. This month's promotion, plus manufacturer rebates, plus utility rebates, it gets better. Standard Heating takes care of all the paperwork for you. That's a combined savings of up to $2,475. They're also offering 0% financing. Standard Heating and Air Conditioning has 92 years of service in the community. That's three generations of the same family-owned and operated business. Take advantage of this month's triple saving sale with up to $2,475 off. And hurry because this offer ends September 30th. Visit standardheating.com. Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, providing the comfort you deserve since 1930. Standardheating.com. Mention the Patriot. That's standardheating.com. Dad, guess what? What? 
You are going to be a grandfather. That's great. Not too long ago, moments like this with my daughter would have been a challenge. It was a long road for me to find myself again after Vietnam. It was my neighbor Jim, another Vietnam veteran, who finally convinced me that I could still connect with my family and find that fulfilling life I'd lost. And I went for help down at the VA. If I can take that first step after almost 50 years, I know other veterans can too. Visit maketheconnection.net to find out more. Brighten someone's day with a free e-card from the largest online Christian greeting card site, CrossCards.com. There's one for every occasion, birthdays, holidays, or just to let someone know you care. CrossCards.com is a division of Salem Media Group. Over 50,000 police officers are assaulted on the job each year, leading to injuries and death. This is the reality they deal with when making contact with the public. Another reality is that if someone doesn't comply with a lawful order or uses force against them, police may have to use sufficient force in response to obtain compliance. Use of force is always ugly. Nobody likes it, especially police, and nobody knows how it will turn out. Spread the word. For de-escalation to work, both parties must de-escalate. And de-escalation isn't necessary if there is no escalation. Help police by not escalating. Don't attack or try to disarm an officer. Whether it's getting asked a question, getting a citation, or getting arrested, don't argue, don't resist, don't flee. After the encounter has been resolved is the time to address any complaints. Comply now, complain later. Keep everybody safe. This message brought to you by the National Police Association. To learn more about how to help law enforcement accomplish its goals, visit nationalpolice.org. AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. Number to call. Sean Holster, in his segment there, mentioned uh, that he was, with apologies to his wife, wasn't going to talk about numbers instead of policy. Uh, the, uh, Diane, his wife, by the way, his wife's Diane Knapper, who is a former GOP candidate for the state Senate in District 63. And we're going to talk, uh, actually, I was going to mention this. She brought up a policy question earlier that I thought was pretty darn brilliant and I want to make sure we touch on here. So I will, uh, in a moment, spend a good chunk of the rest of the show on this particular policy question she had off the air when we come back. But first, let's go to the phones. In Ham Lake, Jim, welcome to the Northern Alliance. You're on the air. Well, hello there, Mitch Berg. It's such a pleasure to, to be able to talk to you. Pleasure's all mine. Go right ahead. All I wanted to do is give you kudos for being uh, the voice of Minnesota, that the conservative voice of Minnesota. I think you just have such a fine uh, uh, radio voice, uh, radio vocabulary. Uh, one of these days, I think you're going to be a nationally syndicated uh, Sean Hannity. I have to That's hope. A compliment. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. I, I from your mouth to God's ears. I hope you're right. I hope you have a great weekend. Thank you. It's all. I, I don't get a lot of compliments being a conservative in St. Paul. So this is fun to hear. Thank you, uh, thank you, Jim and Hamlake. Always, always a pleasure. Don't be a stranger. Love to hear you uh, pop up on the show here. So, Diane uh, from Minneapolis. By the way, the, the spouse of of uh, Sean Holster, our, our guest is not, and and former candidate for uh, back in 2020 for the Minnesota State Senate in District 63, had a question. Uh, she asked it off the air, but it was a really good question, I thought. I'm going to flip back here and find it really quick here. Well, she asked, how it is we, we get people more focused on the, the messages that are in the Constitution, on sort of the ideals on which a sustainable government of, by, and for the people actually have to run? Because we, we are way away from from those ideals these days. And it goes without saying that the... The, the, the far left that is currently uh, at, at full flow in American society is not going to get us there. Uh, they, they, they are about power. They are about of about government of, by, and for them uh, or their people. Uh, democracy, for all, for all of their yapping about Republican threats to democracy— uh, they, they, Berg's seventh law completely applies. They are projecting. They're, they, they have it very much in mind to turn democracy into more or less what you see in California. I mean, you get you look at California, they have elections, but they don't mean a whole lot. A, an absurdly small group of people basically calls the shots for the largest single state in the United States on everything. Everything from the state budget to uh, well, the kind of car you can drive. And by the way, they're trying to bring that to Minnesota. I mean, 
Governor Waltz announced his 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 energy plans over this last week or so, and uh, they got overshadowed by all the other stuff we've been talking about in this show today. But in a just world, those themselves would be a scandal because they're they, they are a good way to to hamstring and throttle what's left of this state's economy. We have a good economy in the state, and. I have a hunch that, that Governor Flanagan and co-Governor Waltz see that and go, huh, challenge accepted. Let's tear it down. And I got to say, there were, while it's easy as a conservative to ding on the DFL, especially the hard left part of the DFL that controls Minneapolis and to a great extent St. Paul, Rochester, Bloomington, Mankato, there's a current to the Republican Party that isn't a whole lot better, where, where you're focusing on, uh, I mean, to take the cheapest level, to on owning the libs rather than on standing up for, for eternal principles, on or the kind of eternal principles that we need to stand up for if we're going to have a, a viable self-governing society. By self-governing, I mean where we govern each other uh, and keep an eye out for each other's, the, the freedoms that actually matter in our society. That's a great question. And by the way, I mean, both sides have contributed to probably the most toxic bipartisan factor of this whole mess, which is the fact that politics has turned less into much less about arguing about what policies are or, for that matter, what's best for this country and for this democracy and much more about moving numbers around moving numbers of people, making the right approaches and the right uh, sending out the right bits and pieces of message to, to, to bring, to swing X percentage of voters from the middle to the right or to the left in a given area to get your count of those numbers up to a certain level where you, you get what you need. It's, it's a game of political math uh, a, and a game of applied public relations. It's a game of applied messaging to try to calculate the numbers you're going to be moving in a given place, in a given direction, toward a given direction, on a given day. And it's not the sort of stuff that, that leads to a country that sustains ideals like the ones that have been laid down for this country by the Founding Fathers. So what we need to focus on I mean, it's easy to look at the big ones, the Declaration of Independence. When in the course of human events, it's necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with one another and to uh, assume among the powers of the earth a separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and nature's God entitles them. A decent respect for the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them uh, to the separation. I mean, that's... The, the Declaration of Independence goes on to kind of frame the whole reason why the United States exists. And the preamble for the Constitution, by the way, we the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty for ourselves and our posterity, to ordain and establish the Constitution for the United States of America. And they go on to lay down a, a number of rules that, that define how the governments at the state and federal level should work, and more importantly, the things that they should not do. And those are very important. And, neither, and, and bringing this country back to either of them has little or nothing to do with the way politics is practiced in, I'd say, 90-plus 90, 90 percent of the United States. What you have right now is, is looking at the election here in the Twin Cities— you have a battle of competing messages, and each message is tried to, attempts to calculate is is based on a calculation of how many voters will be moved from the middle to one end or another. Angie Craig ads intend to show people uh, to to gull people who aren't very familiar with how the economy works into thinking she has some concern about the economy. Uh, the, the 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 DFLs ad are, are an attempt to prove the assumption that the vast majority of people in the middle who, who aren't necessarily allied with the other party care about more about abortion than everything else put together. I mean, I'm putting it bluntly, but it's true. I mean, what they say bespeaks what they think it is that's going to move people from center to their side. 
which in modern politics is what it's all about. It's not about solving problems. It's not about uh, living up to ideals. It's about moving numbers. And in the case of organizations like the DSA, it's about moving numbers to achieve power. And to some extent, that, that, that's true of all parties and all campaigns. So what do we really need to focus on to, to bring this country back to where it needs to be to sustain self-government of by and for the people? We'll talk about that when we come back. Northern Alliance, AM 12A, The Patriot. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most, right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. I am lovable, capable, and worthwhile. I am loved without strings, and I am never alone. Treehouse is an organization that creates a safe space for teens through one-on-one mentoring, support groups, and activities. At Treehouse, teens are introduced to a loving God who will always be with them and accepts them exactly as they are. When teens are rooted in this living hope, transformation begins. I have a future. The Treehouse mission is to end hopelessness among teens. You can help. Visit treehousehope.org. If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain of pricking your fingers over and over again. Ouch! Well, by wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor, or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers. If you administer insulin three or more times per day or use an insulin pump, call now and learn how a CGM can help you. Painless. No more pricking my finger. No finger pricks. Convenience. They delivered it free and they took care of all the paperwork. You can reduce pain right away. Plus, it's accurate, easy to use, and helps you spend more time in range. And if you have insurance, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Call now and get free shipping of your new CGM. Plus, we'll bill your insurance for you. 800-457-9220. 800-457-9220. That's 800-457-9220. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. I start every day by reading through the stories at Daybreak Insider. In just 10 minutes, I can zip through 10 stories that matter, 10 stories that help me start my day and help shape where I go with The Mike Gallagher Show. You and I know the mainstream media is filling the airwaves with a left-wing take on the news of the day. This is 60 Minutes, and we can't put on things we can't verify. We won't put it on because it's bad for Biden. It's critical to find a news source that tells the truth. Well, that's Daybreak Insider. Daybreak Insider is that source. I get it in my mailbox every day. It helps shape the stories I bring to you. It's a look at today's most compelling stories, how they are covered by the media, and provides responses from key conservatives in media and politics. Over a quarter million people get Daybreak Insider by email daily, and it's available to you at no cost. Go to daybreakinsider.com and simply plug in your email. That's daybreakinsider.com. In five minutes, you will be the most informed person in the office. That's daybreakinsider.com. AM 12A, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, the number to call. Hey, don't forget our September Regnery Book of the Month is debunking the 1619 Project, exposing the plan to divide America by Mary Graybar. According to the 1619 Project, the United States wasn't founded in 1776, but rather 1619 with the introduction of slavery into the new world. Thus, American history is racist and nothing but racist since its very formation. Uh, It's just not bad history. It's dangerous and, frankly, a lie. Mary Graybar has the ultimate refutation in our book of the month. Uh, Sign up to win an autographed copy at the Freedom Fan Club at am12athepatriot.com. By the way, Regnery Publishing is a division of Salem Media Group. So if it's good and conservative, it's coming from Salem. 651-289-4488. Talking about uh, Diane's question offline. But what we do to focus 
people on things that actually matter, the ideals around which this country and its constitution and really our society were formed once upon a time and which it's adhered to imperfectly like all human endeavors, but adhered to ever since one way or the other. I, I and, and by the way, I will say this, it's <laughs> politics, as I, as I pointed out earlier, has devolved into people basically pencil net geek political consult uh, consultants pushing numbers back and forth across maps has nothing to do with with ideology has nothing to do with ideals has nothing to do with principles it has to do with transactionally uh, it's it, it's it's a very transactional process it's it's like going to Costco only you're trying to get power over the most powerful country in the world and western civilization other than that just like Costco anyway and by the way Trump campaign I mean, say what you will, they, they, they spoke to some issues that resonated with an awful lot of Americans, and an awful lot of Republicans are getting behind the idea that Donald Trump should run for president again here. And I, I, I'm personally on Team DeSantis, but we'll see how that plays out. But on the, quite frankly, the biggest problem I have with Trump isn't necessarily Trump, but the fact that we have built this movement around a personality rather than around ideals. And and Donald Trump, say what you will about him, pro or con, I can do plenty of both, he did speak to a lot of conservative American ideals when he was in off, running for office and in office. He blew a couple of them completely away during and after the election, and for that I've got serious problems. But the biggest problem I have is that so much of Team Trump is built around the personality cult, if you will. It's about the future rests on the man. And I would say this about any man. I mean, if if, if people had brought Ronald Reagan back to the back from the dead and his promise that Western civilization is based around bringing Ronald Reagan back to power, and that's the be-all and end-all of the whole movement, I'd have to say, no, you, we got a problem here. And Ronald Reagan would have known it. So... I want to take a run at what I think the real answer is here, and this is going to be a, a, an answer that's going to take a little, uh, a little patience and a lot of hard work. But I'm going to take a run at it. I read uh, excerpts from the Declaration of Independence and the preamble from the Constitution uh, briefly. It's something you may not have ever read, and you won't have read it in exactly the form I'm going to read it to you. But it's uh, it, I mean, do a little bit of superficial editing on the fly here. But it's something that I think is at least the basis of something that we as conservatives, people who care about the, the power of the conservative message and the conservative allegiance to everything this country is supposed to stand for, need to get around first and foremost, above any allegiance to candidates, even ideologies. This is important. I'll, I'll explain it when I get to the end. And I quote, in this time of moral and political crises, it's the responsibility of Americans to affirm certain eternal truths. As conservatives, we believe that foremost among the transcendent values is the individual's use of his God-given free will, from which he derives the rights to be free from the restrictions of arbitrary force. That liberty is indivisible, and that political freedom cannot exist without economic freedom. That the purpose of government is to protect those freedoms to the preservation of internal order, the provision of national defense, and the administration of justice. That when government ventures beyond those rightful functions, it accumulates power which tends to diminish order and liberty. That the Constitution of the United States is the best arrangement yet devised for empowering government to fulfill its proper role while restraining it from the concentration and abuse of power. That the genius of the Constitution, the division of powers, is summed up in the clause that reserves primacy to, to the states or to the people in those spheres not specifically delegated to the federal government. That the market economy allocating resources by the free play of supply and demand is the single economic system compatible with the requirements of personal freedom and constitutional government and that it is at the same time the most productive supplier of human needs. That when government interferes with the work of the market economy, it tends to reduce the moral and physical strength of the nation. 
than what it takes from one to bestow on another, it diminishes the incentive of the first, the integrity of the second, and the moral authority of both. That we will be free only so long as the national sovereignty of the United States is secure. History shows periods of freedom are rare and can exist only when free nations concertedly defend their rights against all enemies. That the forces of the left are at present the greatest single threat to these liberties. I could rewrite that as uh, that the forces of authoritarianism are at present the greatest single threat to those liberties. I'll have to work on that. That the United States should stress victory over rather than coexistence with this menace and the American foreign policy must be judged by this criterion. Does it serve the just interests of the United States? Ever heard it before? If you're of a certain age, you've lived with the fallout from it. If you're of a certain age, perhaps the best years of your lifetime were spent with people who had marinated their younger political brains in that statement. And yet it's not taught, even among conservative circles. It's called the Sharon Statement. It's called Sharon because it was uh, written at a place called Sharon in Connecticut. It was a, it was a estate owned by none other than the family of William F. Buckley, who gathered together almost 50, almost sixty years ago a convocation of young conservatives, which went out uh, into the world as Young Americans for Freedom, the first real big idealistic new conservative group in quite some time in the United States, gathered around the likes of William F. Buckley, uh, Friedman, Milton Friedman, uh, and it gathered some young, idealistic political thinkers around it. Uh, Jack Kemp, at the time a uh, national, a uh, NFL quarterback, actually AFL quarterback at the time, with the uh, Buffalo Bills latched onto this bright and early in life, became a member of Young Americans for Freedom, along with many other uh, people who went on to become mainstays of the conservative movement, including uh, Ronald Reagan and the people who went on to, to push his campaigns in California, where he served eight very successful years as governor and went on to become the president and are not even arguably, I suggest, the best president of my lifetime. All based around this statement of principles around which a generation of conservatives moved mountains. I changed a couple words in it. There were a couple references to communism. And I think it's strictly communism. The USSR doesn't exist in the sense that it did before. What do you call the, the, the people that you have in Minneapolis and San Francisco and Seattle uh, the the Democratic Socialists of America, the the quote anti end quote fa crowd, the the people in the progressive wing of the DFL who are trampling the rule of law and dumbing down our society and destroying this society's culture to fill in the vacuum with their own vapid ideology. It's not communism in the sense that we've got Russian tanks on the other side of the inter-German border anymore. I don't have a good label for it, and it doesn't matter. I change it to authoritarianism. We could call it progressivism. We could call it big left for all I care. They all work. They're all appropriate. And they all get the same point across. There is a movement in this world descended ideologically from the same movement that had those tanks on the other side of the Berlin Wall, the same movement that put up the Berlin Wall to separate hundreds of millions of people from the freedom from which most of them yearn. It's the same movement. And the people who went out into the world 60 years ago behind that particular declaration went on within the next 30 years, within their adult lifetimes, to do the impossible, something that literally nobody in 1963 or, for that matter, 1979 would have predicted, brought down communism, brought back the free market farther than anyone would have predicted during the glory years of Lyndon Johnson's Great Society. 
it's a statement of principles that says yeah, the founding fathers got it right. That federalism, that uh, enumerated limited powers, that intentional gridlock and the hampering of government rather than people and markets and liberty itself is what brings freedom. It was what brings a vibrant, thriving, genuinely thriving society. And when I say vibrant, I don't mean the cynical, sarcastic joke that I throw out every time some bit of senseless urban crime strikes Minneapolis. I'm talking about the real thing, a place that, a place in a society in a time that literally, figuratively, vibrates with possibilities and shakes with the potential it's just dying to get out. Do you look at America today, the America of Joe Biden, the America of Tim Waltz, the America of Peggy Flanagan, and see a nation and a people that is positively shaking with, with, with the, the joy of what they could achieve if they just get out there and do it? Don't know if you do. I'm not. That's the Sharon Declaration. More about that uh, later on this week at shotinthedark.info. Northern Alliance, AM 12A, The Patriot. Good now. We'll be right back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280, The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. As a former congressman and the ranking member on the Judiciary Committee of the U.S. House of Representatives, Doug Collins knows what it means to fight for what he believes. And on every episode of the Doug Collins podcast, he'll explore all topics from politics to life advice and blend them together for a well-rounded discussion that you can use to get the most out of your life. The Doug Collins podcast. Subscribe today on Apple, Google, Spotify, and at SalemPodcastNetwork.com. When I found out I was pregnant, I panicked. I was afraid, feeling pressured. I didn't know what else to do. I was nine weeks along and didn't know there were other options. I didn't know the baby already had a beating heart. I didn't know there were couples waiting to adopt. I called the confidential hotline and learned the facts. I found an option that both my baby and I can live with. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard people. So often we get calls just like this from men and women seeking help and alternatives. Our 800 hotline connects callers to the services they need for pregnancy, adoption, as well as post-abortion assistance. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of confidential counseling or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or check us out on the web, prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is educational, non-political, and tax-deductible. Are you kidding me? Gas prices are up again? Somebody has to do something. Well, someone did. That's why I use Upside. Upside? What's that? It's a free app that pays you back real money for every gallon of gas or diesel you buy. I just earned 25 cents back on every gallon of this tank. Hold on. So the Upside app is free and you actually get cash back every time you use it? No strings attached? Yep, it's awesome. Check it out. It only takes a couple of minutes to sign up. Instead of just watching your dollars go into your tank, start putting money back into your wallet with the free app from Upside. the price of gas today, it's big news and big money. To cash out of your Upside cash, just transfer it to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card. Upside users have already earned over $200 million. Now it's your turn. Download the free Upside app and get cash back on every gallon of gas. Use promo code SALEM for an extra $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's code S-A-L-E-M. Use code SALEM for an extra $0.25 cents per gallon back in your first fill-up. Cashback is not available in gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Searching for ways to strengthen your daily walk? Visit Crosswalk.com. From devotionals to Christian living topics, movie reviews to marriage and financial articles, and so much more, the intersection of faith and life, Crosswalk.com. The division of Salem Media Group. AM 12A, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651-289-4488 651-289-4488 the number to call. Join me, won't you please? Hey, don't forget, my band Elephant in the Room has a rescheduled gig next Friday at Clay's in Rockford. 
just west of 494, about uh, 15 minutes, not that far out there. It's uh, on the other side of the parking lot from the Dollar General on the west side of uh, Rockford, Minnesota. Great place. Looking forward to playing there. Saturday, a week from tonight, we'll be out at the, uh, where will we be here again? Oh, Stillwater Bowl. Yeah, if you're one of our friends out in Stillwater, I'd love to have you turn out for that. It's always off the hook when we play out there. We have a blast playing the Stillwater Bowl. And then the following week, we're going to be Saturday night, uh, a week from tonight, no, two weeks from tonight, we are going to be live at the first time at the Coon Rapids VFW. Brand new place for us here. Love to have you turn out for any or all of them, frankly. And by the way, if you got any requests, let us know. You might have to sing it, but that's okay. That's half the fun right there. So, yeah, big couple weeks uh, for the elephant in the room coming up here. Hope you can make it to all of them, honestly. Uh, Barb in the Twin Cities uh, writes, a slight modification of my message. I think it's ideology uberalis. Constitution was written to get compromised solutions, not compromise your principles, but best solutions assembled. That's right. They, that's correct. I mean, that was the idea behind federalism is to make sure that something that would at least be good enough for everyone would be what would get through the gridlock. We've lost that, says Barb. They have to assemble a cohort of ideological solidarity. Hence the numbers. Couldn't agree with you more, Barb. Uh, Jeff in uh, Badness Heights writes, DFL pushing abortion suggests CS, uh, CS, uh, serious DFL uh, voter turnout uh, problem. They're running ads to get their supporters motivated. They have probably already lost the center. It's kind of what I wonder about, given the number of ads that Angie Craig has been running for four months now, four, going on five months now, and going uh, looking at the increasingly shrill nature of ABM's campaign. I, I, that's a viable a viable conclusion, or at least a viable observation. We'll see. I mean, we're all going to find out in November here. Now is no time to get cocky. If you are a conservative, if you are a Republican, whoever your candidates are at the state, uh, House, state, Senate, U.S. Congress, and, of course, the governor, lieutenant governor, uh, governor and lieutenant governor, uh, auditor, secretary of state, and state auditor's offices, you've got to get out and vote for all of them. You've got to get your whole family out to vote for all of them. You gotta play this like a legal version of a Chicago election. You gotta pack the polls for the good guys and gals. Everyone in your family comes out to vote and vote the right way. Everyone you know, all your friends, everyone who's thinking about sitting this one out because oh, they saw that one poll there that had uh, that had uh, Jensen down eighteen points. No, no, that's why the polls like that. Worst case, if you want to go full bore cynical, that's why those kind of polls are get put out in the first place to discourage people from turning up to vote against the DFL's uh, preferred candidates. Anyway, we'll be talking much more about that between now and November. Let's go to the phones. John in Minneapolis, uh, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. You are live and on the air. John in Minneapolis. Yeah, just two comments. Go ahead. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Just two comments. Can you hear me? Uh, Loud and clear. You're on the air. Go right ahead. Okay. First is, is that, you know, the Walls administration mandates that all the department heads require the employees take woke training. In that woke training, they are required not to question anything uh, that has to do with communities of color. And that includes agencies that receive funding from the Department of Education or the Department of Human Services. So that's part of the problem with this $250 million uh, crime. The second thing is Walls recently said that he did not have anything to do with the crime that's occurring in our communities right now. Right. Well, that's not accurate. He appointed the judges who have released several felons who had several felonies who went on to commit more horrendous crimes, including murder. So that's just his simple response to to the hard truth. So yeah. I'll and hang let, up. And, and let's not even go into his response to the riots, which was not a response at all. At all. And as John Hinderocker points out at Powerline, uh, his response to every uh, problem in his administration is to try and de- deflect the blame to someone else, usually Republicans, almost always lazily and inaccurately. And this is when we have our chance, folks. I mean, we can have four more years of this. I mean, that's what the smart money says right now. That's what all the, the, the many of the mainstream polls are still saying, not notwithstanding the good results from Trafalgar this past week. Uh, this is there's, there's still a lot of pushing this car up the hill to do. And we have to get out there and convince people, because God knows the media is not going to do it. I mean, I, the media, the big media, had to cover it, to the, the, the Feeding Our Future scandal, to some extent. 
and they had to cover the Guthman scandal, his calling out the governor to some extent, or they, they can't be completely bald-faced, uh, biased. I mean, they, they can. They just have to conceal it a lot better than they do. So these stories will appear, and they will get memory hold as fast as possible. And we'll see lots of soft, gauzy focus uh, features on Lieutenant Governor Flanagan uh, playing with kids in a playground. That's how this is done. Where in the meantime, yes, Governor Waltz and the party he leads, let's be honest. I mean, the, the governor has limited uh, impact directly on local law enforcement. But the party he leads has led a disaster when it comes to crime. We saw the latest example of that last night at Richfield High School. Uh, Richfield had a, having its homecoming game last night. In the fourth quarter of the homecoming game at Richfield High School, gunshots rang out. And the video went out via... Uh, Channel 9 last night, I believe, uh, has been circulated all over the place. I'll be posting it at shotinthedark.info Monday. But uh, the video is all over the place of gunshots being fired and people running off the field to the right uh, through one of the through one of the team's end zones here, evacuating the stands, running f- for their lives, literally, as gunfire breaks out off camera to the left. This is what the DFL gave you. This is what the this is the society the DFL built. You are trapped in a world if you live in the first ring of suburbs, probably the first two rings of suburbs to the Twin Cities. You are trapped in a world you never made. To paraphrase Howard the Duck, you're trapped in the world that Peggy Flanagan, that Tim Waltz, that Ryan Winkler, that that Jacob Fry, that Alondra Cano, that Lisa Bender built for you. A world where public safety is a privilege, where criminals have more rights than you do, and where speaking out against any of it is a derogatory mark against you, making you a racist, a white supremacist, whatever. They they are going after, if, if the Democratic Party was your spouse, they get put in jail for spousal abuse. That's the absolute fact. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A, The Patriot. Jack Tomzak, the new guy, coming up next. Don't forget Brad Carlson coming up tomorrow from 1 to 3 p.m. here on AM 1280. And King Banyan next Saturday morning, 9 to 11, on our sister station, AM 14 for the businessmen. See you all next week. God bless you all. God bless America. I was young, single, barely getting by and facing an unplanned pregnancy. How was I going to take care of a baby when I could barely take care of myself? I was faced with a decision, stop the pregnancy or bring a baby into my crazy circumstances. That's when my sister found Robbinsdale Women's Center. They welcomed me with no judgment and changed my perspective on being a mom. They gave me the hope and confidence I needed. At my 20-week ultrasound, I was shocked to see two heartbeats. I will be forever grateful for everyone at RWC. My twin boys, Sean and Christian, are my biggest blessings. Our goal at Robbinsdale Women's Center is to give accurate information on all pregnancy choices. All services are provided at no cost with no government funding. We rely on people like you who value women and their unborn babies. Since 1992, thousands of babies have been given the gift of life. Please donate today at rwcinfo.org. Thank you for helping our mom, RWC. Hey, if you're like most people, you're feeling like the wealth you've built is under attack. Hi, I'm Matt Tram with Tram Law Firm, and I'm a lifelong Patriot listener and Hillsdale College graduate. My greatest passion is helping my clients achieve peace of mind when it comes to all of their estate planning matters. My clients do not want their assets and families exposed to lengthy court procedures, public scrutiny, and unnecessary costs and taxes when they pass away. If you, too, are interested in legally protecting your family, please join me for a complimentary informational webinar that you can watch from the comfort of your own home. On this webinar, you'll learn how to solve these issues and even protect your children from their own divorces, substance abuse, and other damaging legal issues. Register online at tramlawfirm.com. That's T as in Tom, R-A, double M as in Mary. That's tramlawfirm.com. Or give us a call at 651 967 4151. From one Patriot listener to another, I look forward to speaking with you soon.
When you take the time to really get to know your body, you find that the root causes of its aches and pains are usually simple. The older we get, the more exercise we undertake and the more injuries we sustain, the more inflammation our bodies suffer from. It's so simple. And my answer to that pain is Relief Factor, which I discovered years ago and take every single day to great effect. It helps the body to fight off inflammation and I've never found anything that worked better in my life. I can't recommend it enough. 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it works for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. relieffactor.com. AM 1280.